Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Rebel Euro, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller. I'm in a better mood this time. Jim Campbell's with me. Oh, he's in a great mood. Luke Moore is. Feels good, doesn't it? And Pete Donaldson. All right. Pete and Jim are a bit drunk. Woo! <laughs> Marcus is not drunk. Luke, drunk status? No, I'm all right. Oh, good I'm lad. Right. Yeah, I'm I right, think the right, listeners okay. know that Luke and I are the professional ones. Yeah, yeah. they've opened the You're also a bit Welsh, aren't you? So I'm a bit Welsh. Mixed emotions. Yeah. He hasn't mentioned Mixed that drinks. since the final whistle, has he? <laughs> Couldn't shop about it beforehand. No, my mum texted me a couple of times comparing Vardy's beauty with um, Gareth Bale's. And I was old? like, no one's winning that fight, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're not handsome men. Two bald men fighting over a comb. Indeed. <laughs> oh, England won 2-1 against Wales. It feels so good to be on the right side of it. Yeah, it's yeah. strange. We've had, we've had all the emotions already. I'm yeah. more depressed about this match than I was the previous one. What is wrong with you? It was dreadful. It was Farage and Geldof on that barge. 
<laughs> they're on separate the barges. barges. Yeah. Separate barges. Yeah. They're on the same barge. It would have been worse. But, and <laughs> no, also yeah, better. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah let, let's, uh, let's not talk about that just yet. I right. thought, I thought, or I mean, at all. I, I do see where Pete's coming from. and uh, But I, I would just venture this. When you're playing against a team, and mm-hmm. I don't want to kick Wales when they're down because they've had a good win already and they're, gonna, they're probably going to be in the knockout phase, which is great for them. Mm. Um, uh, and it's great, yeah, great for, great for anybody. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but when you sit up against a team and you play against a team who show absolutely no ambition, if you look mm. at the stats on mm. that game, England, I think, had 21 shots. Yeah, and and, and 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 by far the lion's share 60, of possession. Sixty-five, three yeah. lion share. Yeah. The brave lion's yeah. share. <laughs> what what else? Are, I mean, you can, the, the most you can level at England as in terms of criticism after that game is one that Joe Hart made a mistake, mm-hmm. which yeah. you, we all saw that. But secondly, that they struggled a bit to break a team down who were playing five mm-hmm. defenders and you know two, possibly even three and have, midfielders in and, front. And, of well, they very and very of, often had nine or ten in front of the ball, and, yeah, and also was, against a team that have a lot more passion. But did, <laughs> but did you not think that that constant it wasn't even a barrage just lazy dereliction of duty just this lazy dink into the uh, into yeah, the box like yeah, just like this stroked dink. ball just kind of like oh if, if Carroll was on the field yeah. maybe yeah. you'd get a knockdown but I, I don't they, know they, were, whether, they were picking that up all day the Welsh defence awful I don't know whether Rio Ferdinand invented it or just he's the first mm. person I remember doing it but an England centre back marauding into just just before the centre circle and just Aimlessly chipping it. It's just, it's just such an England trope. I seem to remember Big Soul being a fan of that, Marcus. Yeah, well. that, would, that would make Before sense as well. But, but I think but, they all have, to be fair, over the years. Anyway, Pete, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not having this. <laughs> this is an you're important. Letting, you're letting emotion take yeah, over am, there. 100%. No, this yeah. is an oh, important. Oh, you let joy into your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, thing, the thing is, Pete, the, the drunker I get, the more serious I get. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to be Jonathan Wilson in another book. <laughs> he used to be such a fun drunk. What happened to you? He's not drunk. That's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sobering up. He's saying he is just to be cool. Yeah, Uh, but he isn't. But uh, I think. Peter, you, you know as well as I do that, uh, especially with tournament games, you, 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 there are some good performances, there are some results you grind out, and that was one of them. And that England, was two stinking performances on the field at the same time well, for me. But England, <laughs> you know, the stat that it, most people are probably aware of now, or the fact that England have never uh, come back from being down at half time in a tournament game ever. It's a historic win for England in a sort of weird way, but it is, yeah. which shows a bit of character. You might say, well, okay, they won two one, they were only a goal down, but they've never done it before in their history. Yeah. Uh, in the same way they've never won the opening game of the Euros. I mean, sometimes these sort of stats and facts, mm. what do they really mean? Never but won the Euros. They've, they've never won the Euros. Well, too, but, you know. but we had a bit of a, a, a tete-a-tete. We had a bit of an argument about uh, uh, Let's not y- talk about that. You now. basically <laughs> said, you uh, were like dissing my girl. Uh, you basically <laughs> said uh, that we need to win the group. And I was like... I do think uh, that, yeah. At this position, I think we need to become second because we don't seem to put in any sort of performance against a team who aren't very good. Well, and, you, with the greatest respect to well. What? On behalf of the listeners who are hang on a minute. On the behalf of the listeners who are undoubtedly I'd rather the same play question. Germany than Wales. What are you talking about? <laughs> By the way, the, hang on, we, we have a The teams that they should win against yeah. they seem to put in a terrible performance but they just beat a team they're supposed to win against. and they put in a terrible performance so is the win not the most important thing are you such a football purist that you're all about the performance now <laughs> it, it was, was, it it was it it's back to the Pardew Palace thing because Wales well, scored first yeah. he thinks England lost that game yeah. how many strikes did they have at the end of the, at end of the uh, match five about five, five. And right. how many okay. goals and how many that's, points that's there what I go. do on football manager when everything's gone tits up you are yeah. a maniac <laughs> How many points did they end Football's up? not coming on. Yeah, we're all going on. <laughs> not, not having it. Not yet. Shall I, shall I wrestle on, this back? Please. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> England... Drunk with power. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see... And how, gin. 
It'll be interesting to see when England move on through through the tournament, as we hope they will. Um, and you think what's going to happen against Slovakia is Hamzic probably going to score, but England because <laughs> England can't keep anyone quiet. But England should hopefully win that game, get a positive result there, mm. and then they'll go into play a team. If they win the group, they'll play a third place team from Group A, C, or D. If they win the group, yeah, yeah if they win the group, and, and that is a team. That's again another team who are possibly going to look at that game and say, say if, if they pick up someone like Romania or Northern Ireland in the, in the second mm-hmm. round. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but if that does happen, they're going to play another couple of teams uh, or a choice of another couple of teams who aren't also going to show too much ambition. Those teams are going to look at that game yeah. and go, the best chance we've got against England is a back-to-the-wall defensive job and hopefully either get them on penalties mm-hmm. or nick a goal. Mm. So England aren't actually... And Slovakia are probably going to be fairly similar. So yeah. England aren't actually going to play a team which is a sort of you, you have a go, we have a go type mm. thing till the quarter-final, if they get that far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how England work on breaking teams down. And, and there is a, a kernel of truth in what Pete's saying about how like it was a little bit like taking the easy way out. Like Dyer and Ali, I didn't think played very well. Dyer would look look up, not see any option, mm. not really have the ability or, or the confidence at that point to play a good incisive pass inside the fullback or something. Or maybe Sterling wasn't making the run at one point and just play that really easy dinked ball over the top. Yeah. Which, Against the back and, five, and, that's not which is work, an easy no. way out as well. And, and, yeah. and the other situation you had was Rooney's, uh, who I thought played quite well. And, as did Lalana. I don't understand why he went off. I thought he was but, unlucky. Yeah, I think but, uh, tires, though, doesn't yeah, but but, but with Rooney, he. I don't think he's used to playing with really, really quick players. Uh, he never plays in front of a player. He always plays at defeat, and I think that slows down the the, the player a little bit. <laughs> he, if he played in space a bit more, I, I felt I felt when he when he moved the ball over to Walker, mm. who was who was fantastic. Walker's been great. One mm. of the one of the better fullbacks at the tournament so far. Um, that that wasn't so evident. But when he moved when he tried to move it left, what I I what I thought was happening was. Danny Rose didn't have the confidence in Sterling to bomb on beyond him to mm-hmm. overlap because he didn't know what Sterling was going to do yeah. and Sterling was invariably giving the ball away which then meant the outlet Rooney had was to Sterling who again was giving the ball away mm. so he didn't, he, the left hand side of the pitch was sort of closed to him and then with Wales playing so deep there wasn't a huge amount of space in behind anyway <clears throat> so the only thing he could do was just recycle the possession which I thought he did quite well mm. a couple of people including yourself Peter said he slowed the game down a little bit which I think he probably did but I agree with you about the liner he was unlucky to be taken off and I think there was an element of Hodgson just throwing the kitchen sink at it and, and yeah. just, just hoping it worked but what I would say in response to that is Hodgson does get a lot of stick for being an overly cautious manager mm-hmm. and he, he he rolled the dice at half time and, and at half time and he deserves a bit of credit for yeah. that absolutely I, 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 love to see, I love to see the 5-4 uh, five, five yeah. on a pitch that's yeah. exactly what I would but do you, and that's but, you, what... but you fear for England I fear that, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> a bit it's, of it's try, try every plan sure. try every plan at once <laughs> Pete, at the you, same time Pete were you loving a bit of Rashford coming on there that was very exciting but <laughs> I, I, I thought the main problem with England is they look very green they look very young they, mm-hmm. they, they were so inexperienced and Rooney was the oldest head on the field at that point and then they brought someone who's like, was he 18? Yeah, I, I, was, I couldn't believe we saw Rashford. Mm. I thought that was very bold. And it, I thought he was just going to be like Walker in 2006. Well, but it was like that kind of like nuisance, unpredictable. Well, I, I think yeah, really, isn't it? thinking behind it that Rashford is, is quite unpredictable. So by the mm. very nature of that, he creates a lot of space. He, but because he, Wales was defending so deep with effectively five defenders at that point and, and the, you know, the defensive midfielders dropping back as well, he didn't quite do that. But his hold-up play was still very, he did very, okay, good, very intricate. Yeah. And, and the, the, the reason I think he, it was a little bit of a one-off as far as um, I think what Hodgson thought with that five forward type thing and all those attacking players on the pitch I think he just thought Wales aren't doing anything here yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, they'll, 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 they'll bite their arm off for, for, mm, for, uh, for a point here yeah. they're not going to do anything going forward they brought, Will, they brought Williams on yeah, they'll yeah. Never, with, they'll, his, with his hair he's got, he's got so much hair but he's still we all know which way we all know which way that hair's going yeah. it's <laughs> like the start of casualty when a kid's playing next to a canal it's like we all know how this is ending <laughs> yeah. so just get rid of it now <laughs> <all right? laughs> 
Shave yeah. it off. Yeah. Make it the suit. It's Chavino, isn't it? Yeah. Chavino will over it. <laughs> I don't know That's if you guys right. had video vans when you were younger, but people, guys would drive around and they, they it's like a video shop, but in a van. Oh, right. Like a mobile library. Videos, yeah. Mm. But he looks like that sort of man. They always had that sort of hair. <laughs> There was you a made some worry. questionable life decisions, and I know this because you're trying to rent me a video out of a van, and your hair is confirming it. <laughs> <laughs> he nearly had a moment where he, he, he jinked through a couple of players and blazed over the bar, and I thought, mm. oh my goodness, that would that would be classic England to lose a goal there. But uh, I, I think with with Hodgson bringing on those two subs, it, it was a, it was a bold decision, but it was one that we all wanted to see happen because yeah. Kane has been poor. We, we've often said on this show, off the back of World Cup 2014 and potentially around some qualifiers. We're so used to England underperforming and, 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 and being underwhelming at tournaments. Pick a young squad and go for it. Why yep. not? I mean, why mm. not do that? If you're going to go out anyway, I mean, England limps to a couple of defeats last time and then a draw against a nil-nil draw against Costa Rica, which was hands down one of the most forgettable games I've ever seen <laughs> of any genre. I think you might be forgetting the uh, Algeria game. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. No, the, you, the you, you, that. you remember that because of the rage. Yeah, that's if right. If you ever need that rage, so, so England England sort of did that against Wales. And you know, if you look at the stats, like as you said, Michael, sixty-nine percent possession, twenty shots. Um, three times the amount of corners Wales had. I mean, the, the, the Wales yeah. offered offered very little, and and I don't blame them for that. But no. what, I, what I do blame them for is piping up before the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, none of your players will get an hour first eleven. Good. Yeah, fine. <laughs> well, well, it, Don't care. I'll we'll be in a better team. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you can have Sterling. Knock yourself out, lads. I expected Hodgson to, to at the end of it. So I've kept pretty quiet till now. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I did think that was. I don't know. I don't know I, how much really does Gareth Bale saying we've got more passion and, we, and we're better mm. than England. Blah, blah blah. How much does that really affect England players? Probably not. But if it does affect them, I would think that it would have the adverse effect. Well, absolutely. That they're it's, going it for it would galvanise them. Surely. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why Wales did that. I thought the inverse effect. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I I don't know why. Um, they went for that. I suppose it was to try and ruffle the feathers of England and try and be, create a, a game. And, and they did largely, um, uh, during the first half, create a scrappy affair yeah. and create a kind of Premier League game. It was in, very much like a Premier League game. In it, a Premier League ground as well. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, if you want, if you, after you've watched that and now you're, you're just you're absolutely buzzing like we all are, <laughs> if you want England, uh, to turn back England to win the tournament, they are 8 to 1 with better 365 now. So £10 on that returns you £90, including your steak. <laughs> Food for thought, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, obviously, I'm still like really giddy from the game, almost. Uh, the opposite of, of how we were after the Russia game, but genuinely, that is the most I've enjoyed an England game at a tournament. I enjoyed in it. Years. I loved it. It was so oh, it, much it, fun. Do you know why I enjoyed it, Jim? I'll, I'll back you up on that. Um, I know Pete's got a slightly different take on it, but the reason the re- <laughs> I was sat next to two Welsh blocks, to yeah, be fair, yeah. <laughs> they weren't um, happy. Oh, hedging your bets. <laughs> oh, when, when Wales win, I'll just get my mum on the phone now. Pathetic <laughs> from you, Dorothy. It really is. Yeah. I had one hand on yeah. the blocks, knee. Go yeah. on, come on. One hand on a, on a, a brains beer, Welsh. One hand on a carling or oh, which one shall I have next do you think we'll win or yeah. do you think England will win but the reason I enjoyed it is because looking back on it you, got, you went through the whole the whole sort of range of emotions I yeah. was so frustrated with yeah, England because same. I actually thought um, and again it taps into something Pete touched on earlier which is that I thought that you know, when it really counted more often than not in terms of the technical ability required and, and the little one-two passes and, and, and the, the real sort of bit extra they needed to break down a team who mm. were just absolutely hell-bent on defending yep. we didn't have it mm, and yeah. the reason we didn't have it is because more often than not with those types of um, games and you see Spain do it a lot um, and they sort of play you, you, I personally think you need players 
who would sit deep but play make from deep. Yeah. So they'll play, they'll they'll see runners and they'll pick runners out, not with these floated balls over top, which are nothing balls, which gets you out of jail because then mm. you can say, oh, why didn't you make the run? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, that's a cowardly pass for mm. me. Those really intricate, assertive balls. England didn't play enough, and Dyer wasn't technically good enough on that on the on, on the on the day. Mm. I mean, generally, not generally. Ali wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, I thought Lalana was the only one who looked worth a damn. We talked about Rooney. Uh, Walker was fantastic. Rose, his hands were tied a bit through Sterling. And, and I said coming into this game, I think he'll play exactly the same team, but I don't think he'll play exactly the same team against Slovakia. I think he's now going to have to start using his squad. I, th- I think he's lost his pleasure with Sterling, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I think Sterling has surely played his way out but of that's the tricky position. And Vardy and Sturridge have probably played their way in. But that's the tricky place, isn't it, to fill. You would think with, with Kane, I mean, much has been said in some of the papers that Kane has played so much football in the last couple of years, has it? kind of caught up with him but whatever the reasons you know Kane's a very good player and and now you know maybe he's not a starter he becomes a man you look to off the bench and that's no shame at all yeah. but but perhaps Vardy or Sturridge start through the middle then who do you look for on the other side uh, you know on, on the wing I mean it seemed to be Sturridge he seemed to play Vardy straight up the middle yeah. didn't yeah, he? Yeah he did yeah because perhaps he wasn't which, convinced which what good. he saw in the friendlies with Vardy on the wing We all know Kane's a good player but mm. I mean we can't I can't personally think of a single thing he did in the first half yeah. against Wales and that, you know it's hard sometimes especially when a team just sets out to defend especially when you've played about 60-odd games in the mm. calendar year, which is understandable. Um, but as, as Jim said, Sterling's played his way out of the team. You wonder whether Kane has. Vardy and Sturridge have probably played their way in, but... Mm. It's hard to hard to know what he's going to do, but yeah. he needs to go after a win against Slovakia. And I think because Slovakia probably needs a positive result as well, they do, don't they? They do. They've only got. I mean, they've got a good three points. It'll be a slightly Russia. more open game, won't it? I, I don't know what Roy Hodgson would take from this game because it was like all three goals shouldn't have been scored, in my opinion. They were. They were all three of them were just strange. So the, so the Vardy one was a Williams mistake. Vardy, Vardy won. Yeah. I mean, Vardy. The best he, he is expecting is it comes off the keeper and he's offside anyway. And we, we had a WhatsApp argument about that a little but bit earlier. But he wouldn't have been offside if the ball came in the ball was originally delivered mm. and Vardy made the striker run where he wasn't offside if that came off the keeper he wouldn't have been offside yeah. no but it, he was in an offside position no I mean if, if an English uh, player, player had headed it forward, it yeah, forward yeah, you fine, know what yeah, I mean that, yeah, that's yeah. the best he's going to get true, and, yeah. and, and, and it was unlucky and I think the last goal was kind of fortunate I think it wasn't really on it was well worked through I mean it was the, the yeah. first time that they had the, a little intricate one-two or, or give and go and he went through but you're right yeah I mean on another day the keeper might have saved that it was a bit of a funny finish well, from it was, yeah, but at the same time it's nice it's, piece of improvisation though, isn't it? England of course, not so margins. hard on that door. It was always going to be one of them goes you're right. get slightly scuffed. Well, you're the margins you, against Russia, you know what I mean? Jim's also like, right, and, and, and the, the only thing I would add to that is the fact that, um, that Wales, concentration-wise and mentally, would yeah. have been so drained by that point because mm. they, they, were, they were just playing real solid defensive football. They're not having the mm. ball. They're, they've got their eyes open, looking all over the place to concentrate on their defending. At some point, you'd fancy England to have got that chance, yeah. and obviously they took it, which, which was great for England fans. It was wonderful seeing Roy Hodgson celebrate. <laughs> it's odd, wasn't it? <laughs> How's a man so long in the tooth as a manager? I've never seen him celebrate before. I, I noticed that we were talking lanyards a couple of days ago, me and Luke, yeah. and uh, Roy... <laughs> like, Why wasn't I there for yeah, that? <laughs> we met up on some West ground had a, <laughs> a little chat about just completely topless we just <laughs> like, <laughs> lanyards on. except for your lan- lanyards which allowed you into the arena yeah. bring your lanyards and your dinner the context of this what Pete's about to say is the fact that you rarely see a better lanyard than uh, the Euros the World Cup or the African Olympics Combinations. African Combinations Combinations they're yeah. quite big as Olympics well Olympics is good I, I, I managed to get one from the, for the Paralympics there's no need for to be so big I still hang it on my door I'll see people walking into MI6 with those little <laughs> tiny ones I don't know why they have to be so big but I mean with, with that I mean, in MI6, you probably don't want a visible one. This True, is who yeah. I am, yeah, yeah. <laughs> James McBond. Um, <laughs> Scottish James Bond there. Um, just say James well, Bond. James Bond. James <laughs> by the way, just to stop you, James Bond is Scottish, mate. Yeah. Carry on, mate. Carry on. Yes, you
Marcus's fact of the day. Well, there we are. I just wanted to say it before yeah. anybody. But I noticed off. on Roy Hodgson's lanyard, um, it, there's a number from one to seven on everyone's lanyard. Yeah, what's and he he's got? only number five right. out of seven. Not access all so, areas. So he's not got access all <laughs> areas. Why aren't you in the technical area, Roy? Not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. Yeah. I'll get the clearance. Incredible. <laughs> is he allowed to make subs? <laughs> no, maybe one to, four, one to four is maybe areas on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quarters of the pitch. I'd love to see players with lanyards. Hit them in the face. You can't go in the box. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an advert in today's Metro of uh, Harry Kane with a set of uh, inner ear um, Beats headphones. Right. Uh, playing football. I'm like, you don't have them on, mate. Get no, him off. Yeah. Wouldn't have no. thought so. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Maybe yeah. Yogi Love's got it because he but clearly. More, more you know, on him later. Has access yeah. to more all on kinds him. of areas. Don't worry. Well, he's got access to his own areas. Too. I know he does. <laughs> <laughs> publicly, very, it's still very unusual. His yeah. hands are very much all access. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on, on just, just quickly before we move on from the England chat, I wanted yeah. to say that I'm really interested to see what England are going to be like when they play against a team yeah. who are going to try and beat them yeah. I'd, I'd, I'm looking forward to, mm. I don't know why I'm looking forward to it because invariably we know what happens <laughs> I'll talk you out no, but I'm show. looking forward to it maybe not happening no, that's okay, right. that, well, that'd be great if we can get all the way to the final without that happening but mm. when you when you play against a team who thinks we're better than you we can beat you mm-hmm. I, th- I think England might well come into their own they'll mm. concede there's no doubt about that mm. they'll concede um, but they might well see a, see their attacking players really come into their own because they'll have the space to do things. And and, and, and the reason, that the, the reversal of what people were saying earlier about England's team looking so green and looking like inexperienced, in a way, that's not bad when you're attacking because yeah. if you've got the space, you can really exploit it. L- looking yeah. at the uh, France result yesterday, wasn't it? The, fr- the France result, I'm kind yeah. of losing track a little yeah. bit. Like th- that first, um, th- certainly the uh, second half against Russia is, is looking better. That one all that, that we had, it was looking better and better because really? nobody's really set the... Uh, set the tunnel on fire massively. I, th- I think France's performances um, and France's uh, story of France's tournament so far has been very similar to England's. Mm. They, they've looked a bit nervous. Yeah. Um, they, they've, they've struggled to, to break teams down against teams who haven't really shown an awful lot of ambition. The occasion has got to a lot of they, them. Yeah, but they've come through and England have sort of come through as well. I know they've had a draw and mm. not two wins, but I mean, four points after two mm. games is fine. True. I mean, the reason why I think it's so crucial to, for England to win the group, Pete, and other people who, who may doubt that, is if England do win the group, like Luke said, they play uh, the third place side in either... Um, ACLD. Yeah, AC, You'd much rather that. And going on what you said there, Luke, is that, that England should win a, a game like that. Unless, of course, well, I say unless, if they came up against maybe the Czech Republic or Turkey in Group D, you'd, you would expect England You're to win. You're not going to lose those matches, are you? It might it be is a dirty nil nil until so the a, extra time or something. To add a bit more fuel to that, if England um, come runner up in Group B, they play the runner up in Group F. Mm. Which could well be Portugal because um, Hungary are winning that group at the mm. moment. But if England, if England, the old enemy, Portugal, that's right. We yeah. de- definitely lose to Portugal. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it would happen, but we would conspire to lose. Sure, it. but Pepe if England would have an influence, oh, yeah, imagine he gets someone sent off, wouldn't it? It'd be just like yeah. 2006. It, it massively really. would be, yeah. Or uh, get sent off and provide an excuse as to why we didn't win, but or should have won, but didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, if England, England could meet. Portugal in the quarterfinals if, if both sides I think win their groups but again that is going on an awful lot of assumption from, mm. from both sides but if England did win their group which is why I think it's very important is you would imagine France Germany and Spain to win their groups now there are three sides that are all definitely better than England Yeah, uh, possibly the only three definitely I mean you may be so, an argument with, with Italy or something but Italy we'll see how they get on during the tournament they do have a great back line we've discussed but it, so the earliest England could play Spain if they win their group if 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 it would be semi-finals and Germany and France it would be final if my calculations are correct which I think they are and that's why I think I don't I don't want England to face one of the, the sides 
uh, that, that would probably beat them in the second round or yeah. in the quarterfinals. I think, you, you know, go as far Grow as you can. Grow into a tournament. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. As we've said so many times, all we want from England at a tournament is for them to trick us into thinking they might be able to win it. If <laughs> <laughs> you get to a point where you can go, well, everyone's got a chance now, then that, that's brilliant. I'll yeah. tell you something now, if England smash Slovakia like 3D, I'm going to full on oh, mode. Oh, God, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about DEFCON. What is it? Is it DEFCON oh. 1 which is the most serious or DEFCON 5? Which one's the most serious? Five is the most serious. So I'm that, about. Well, that's why Roy's got five. So I'm about. Yeah. I'm, at, I'm, at Euro, I'm, I'm at Eurocon three at the moment. Is it Dragon Ball? <laughs> is it Dragon Ball Z where you turn it Super Saiyan or whatever? I, I don't know what that really is. Yeah, you know that. Your hair turns into fire and that. Yeah, so okay, well, that happens at five. I'm yeah. probably, actually, I'm probably about, about 2.6 at the moment. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think I would still wear clothes, but they would all be St. George's flags just okay. tied around me in different ways. <laughs> I look forward to that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Northern Ireland, they might be dreaming now. Yeah. What a win. Great win. Against Ukraine. Okay, they're playing Germany next. But mm. that is a fantastic That makes win. it all the more important to get it, that it win, does. doesn't it? 2 nil is a hammering at this tournament as well. <laughs> yeah, as we've yeah. seen. But that was the thing with, with Northern Anyone Ireland. Anyone else worried about their goals prediction? <laughs> <laughs> I'm heavily worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> Gareth Bale's on for top scorer, or Dimitri Payet is one of the yeah. two. But uh, with, with Northern Ireland, when they, they lost to Poland, you know, they were down about that. Understandably so. But it's a tough game against Poland. I know they've still got Germany to come. We thought that play for a point there, they didn't quite do it. Ukraine, they'd have it marked down as the most winnable game. They've got that win. I think I think it almost, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be stand corrected, but it almost mm. all but guarantees they'll be in the second round. Because they're, well, top, they're, they're, they're top of the third place teams now. As things stand. Right. Um, and Because um, of that extra goal. Yeah. That was such a crucial goal exactly. that McGinn scored in the Especially, 95th minute yeah, or something. As you say as well. With, what a crucial the, one. With a sort of quite low scoring talent. It's a massive thing. And it could also be as well that if, you know, if Germany win tonight, yeah, their foot's off the gas a little bit. You well, know, they maybe right. rest some players. You never know. You know and only win 4 0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it, it will go down to goal difference with these tight margins and the best, the four best third place I, teams. I enjoyed, I mean, I only saw the first um, half of the of the game because we had to come here to record, but I, I thought that it was fairly dull, but it, they, they, they acquitted themselves better. I was actually disappointed with them against Poland. I thought. Mm. Um, of I course, think a lot of the Northern Irish public were. Poland well. are a good team, but Northern Ireland were almost, they showed so little ambition and, and so little. Um, I know they haven't got an awful lot of quality, but you know what I mean. So little yep. quality in terms of how they applied yeah. themselves. I think I think, I think that's it. That. It's, it's more that they showed little quality rather than ambition. It's not like they were they were hiding. Mm. They, they sort of it felt like they didn't really have a lot of ideas. Which you know from the qualifying mm. is you know we saw very much the opposite of that. The, the concentration of, of the team to say that one out though they were they were winning for a, a vast period of they were the, winning for the whole second half pretty yeah, much yeah. a vast period of the match. I enjoyed the um, the substitution madness. Anyone else see that? Yeah, Where that was strange. It was I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. No, neither could anybody else. At one point, I think um, <clears throat> excuse me, Michael O'Neill, one of the players came over. Was it uh, was it Corey Evans who eventually mm. went off, and he ca- he came over and he was wondering what was going on, and another player came over and O'Neill just shoved yeah, him back on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You get back on there, not, you know, <laughs> not today." Yeah, <laughs> it's madness. I couldn't figure out it was bring me ship. I'm just trying to waste some time, but yeah, I, I don't know how they managed to confuse the man with the hub lot sign. Yeah, whether to let him on. I think they confused like, themselves as well. Did so they it must make have th- been three subs at once. No, 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 no. It was just one sub. I, did, was, I did any? Did, was a sub made at the end? I don't think it was. Well, was I think it was about four. Four, five or six minutes towards the end, something didn't like it? that, and they were going to make a sub. So and say, then, don't make them all at one go. If you no, don't no, waste no. Time. <laughs> the, the sub didn't happen uh, in the end, uh, but eventually, um, was it uh, Josh McGuinness? I think came on. Um, somebody got a yellow card and all that. Somebody did get, but that was Johnny Evans for kicking the ball away uh, in the last minute. But yeah, I think I think um, Connor Washington came off. 
at the end. Maybe he shored it up because Washington was playing up front. Because mm. uh, they didn't go for Carl Lafferty. No. The talisman. Which was, which was, overhead kick which was absolutely fantastic because on, on the radio uh, leading up to the game, they had a couple of uh, really like, local radio features about how there are, team, there are pubs in Northern Ireland that are changing their name to Lafferty's just for the game. No, they didn't start. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You need to get old uh, Niall McGinn's name up there. That's right. Well, Macaulay, what a header that was. He'll do that. He'll pop Beautiful up. stuff. He, used to be, he was a really good um, pick for fantasy football last season because he for West Bronx he pops up with headers it was yeah. a fabulous yeah. header in the rain it, well, and then well, the, hail, the hail the hailstones came down that they was were, vicious that was almost the size of the ball people <laughs> that was vicious <laughs> it, it, it was something <laughs> vicious oh, wicked yeah. uh, and the players had to go off yeah. <laughs> that's the mental I mean, you, you remember Ukraine in 2012 when they had to I go do. off against France mm. but it wasn't like that that wasn't a playoff wasn't it uh, no, that was in the group. Group stage, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. England were playing Sweden the same day. Is weather yeah, getting we were... harder to play? Yeah. <laughs> Our hailstones we... getting harder, Jim. Because yeah. we were worried that our match was going to get called off or delayed, didn't we? Yeah. Because I remember watching the rain that's on right. the telly. I do remember now, yeah. Now yeah, yeah. you're talking. Uh, football Ramble memories mm. from Euro 2012. Um, mm. Right, so shall we go to an ad break? <laughs> All right, then. Let's Watch do it. Watch yourself, it's the Ramble boys Chucking out the banks, making all the noise Keep your peepers peeled and watch those grubby mitts Because they're coming for you and your big shop tips Ad break. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Euro, sponsored by Bet365. Uh, yeah, great days for, for Northern Ireland and England. Uh, commiserations to Wales, uh, of course. But they've got a win under their belt as They well. do have a win yeah. under their belt. That's a All the home thing. nations are doing really well, I think. Yeah. They are. And I, I, you would fancy Wales to get at least a point against Russia, because mm. Russia haven't looked good. Mm. And uh, and Wales, after that game, they'll think to themselves, come on, we, we can't... Well, they won't play defensively, of course, like mm. they did against England. You would imagine they would come out and they would really go at Russia and, and probably get something yeah. there. What with all that passion? With all that, they can, they can dominate. They've got what it takes. If they, I was surprised with. The, I mean, we won't go back to the England thing now because we've done that to death. But I was surprised they didn't pick Williams to start the game. I mean, Johnny Williams, yep. and I think he will do that against Russia. And I think they'll look to dominate possession because they can do that against Russia. Mm. And I think um, they should have enough to win the game, and they'll go through. Definitely. Have we been disappointed with France so far? I haven't been disappointed. I mean, on one level, I have because um, they're a great team, packed full of quality, and I was like, expecting to see a little bit more um, sort of um, f- flair. In- 
well, flair going forward, but also sort of interesting haplessness at the back. And and, <laughs> and they've sort of they've seemed to me hmm. that they've had, uh, the, the occasions got to them a little bit, with the, with the exception of Dimitri Payet, who's looked the best player. Yeah, at the but time. I think what they've had though is they've had a very extreme example of what we've just been talking about with England, where in both of their games, the, the teams they're playing are set up primarily yeah. to not lose, mm-hmm. and the haplessness from the defenders has come uh, in the other. In the other team's box. There's That's been true. some hapless aerial attacks from France's defenders. That's true. It was a shame for Albania because they were so close. Yeah. And and the, the the two games they've lost, and it's going to be very difficult for them to qualify. Yeah, for the you next you say that, but I know that you know they're never going to be able to go toe to toe with France. But I, I don't know. In a situation like I think, is it a shame they've just tried to not lose? And no, but, it's a, lose, no, but the, the way the game's panned out, it's a shame because they kept them until injury time. Yeah. That's why it's a shame. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Albania were a lot of people's sort of dark horses for this. Well, that group. Um, yeah, and the, but mm. I mean, there were a lot of people's dark horses to go perhaps a bit further than people expected, mm. and they're clearly not going to do that now unless they beat R- Romania in, in pretty decent fashion, which I suppose they sort of could do. But Albania scoring goals isn't really their forte, mm. forte at the moment, um, as displayed by the fact that their top scorer in qualifying had one goal, <laughs> six, six of them on one goal, and they've yet to score a goal in this tournament. Mm. So it's un- unlikely they're going to bang a few past Romania, but you, you, you never know. Do I you? tell you, what, it was brave from Didier Deschamps to drop Griezmann. It, was, Pogba. Yeah. it worked out very well cool. for him. Very uh, brave. I, I thought it was quite clever because, um, not not least because obviously Griezmann came on and scored, um, but also I think he he knew that his big player at the moment is Payet, mm. but the big reputations of Pogba and um, Pogba and Griezmann. It's no it's no sort of um, coincidence he didn't drop Payet. Yeah, he dropped mm. Pogba and Griezmann, but then they didn't play that well in the first game anyway. But yeah. what he did show to the to the squad, I suppose, is that he he wants to play the best team he thinks that can win the games, and he doesn't care about reputation. Mm. That is important, and it's great that it's paid off. And that's, that's, and that's I think England could do with a little bit of that. Sorry, who, it back. Who, who do you think they should they should drop drop uh, in general England though? I mean, what, well, what? I mean, have you, in well, previous tournaments, perhaps with Rooney, but not at the moment. Uh, but, mm. do, you, do you more mean just general rotation? I, ju- I just think he has stuck with players in the first two matches who haven't played very well, and he could have and, and he could have made some changes. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we talked about that. I think, mm. I think he might do in the third game. But he didn't make the changes might. at half time, though. Yeah, he did. But I think, I think it's very good news for France that Deschamps is is willing to do that. Yeah, because you uh, wouldn't. Imagine Portugal dropping Cristiano Ronaldo anytime soon. Although they should have taken him off against Iceland, they've been an absolute hindrance to his own it's, side. It's, it's completely um, unrealistic to, to, to think he, the manager's ever going to do that. They, they, I, I know, I know, sure. Because and also as well, the manager knows the power that Ronaldo has, you know, in the media, but also on yeah. the pitch. I mean, Ronaldo's one of the best players, you know, in the last flipping twenty years, maybe even one of the greatest players. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. But when he's playing like that, yeah. he is effectively playing for himself. The comments, yeah, the, co- the comments, go on, go on. Yeah, but that is true. But this is Ronaldo, and he can always, can always pull something out of the bag. But if he you're, if you're the Portugal manager, no, he emphatically didn't. But if you're the Portugal manager and you take him off and you deny the very option of that happening, you're going to get slaughtered. You're going to hide into nothing, really, mm. because and he's not. So he, he is well capable of doing it. I agree. With, I understand what you mean, Jim. But just to pick up, pick up what Marcus said, I mean, the commentator was saying. Oh, you know, Ronaldo could could do with two or three of him in the squad in the team, so he could actually burn their. <laughs> I actually, I did, I did think, and I've not spoken to Marcus about this at any length. I, I, I genuinely did think after watching that game, they could probably do with not having Ronaldo. Mm. I mean, be, because clearly he's he's on occasion, and you know, 
on occasion fairly regularly going to pull these amazing guys at the bag and get them through. But is that really that beneficial for them in the long term anyway? Yeah. You, we do see examples of teams at tournaments who are greater than some of their parts. And I don't think Portugal got any chance of being able to do that um, with Ronaldo in the team. When you look at the fact they've got players like um, the, the, the young fullback Guerrero who's replacing Contreras, who looks a really good player, mm-hmm. um, Renato Sanchez who just looks brilliant, you wonder how much they can flourish when someone like Ronaldo's in there. Yeah. And when Ronaldo's playing like that, it's, it almost creates an impossible situation for the manager because the manager who, who manages Portugal at the moment is sort of, he seems to be, from what I've seen, setting up his team to be very un-Portugal, like very sort of like, let's be solid, let's not give anything away and hope Cristiano Ronaldo or mm. Nani, who's a big player for them, does something. Mm. Um, but that's not really what Portugal are that good at. And if Ronaldo perhaps wasn't there, maybe someone like Ronaldo Sanchez could really come into the fray and, and do something great and they could they could perhaps become more than some of their parts. But yeah. this this is the two year anniversary of you saying this at the World Cup and comparing them to someone like Chile mm. and how and how they could do without having a player like Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, well Chile well, Chile sort of almost do have one in Alexis Sanchez, but mm. his attitude is so much better. Yeah. Like Ronaldo you can tell what Ronaldo I, yeah, right, I, 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 I don't I'm not one of these people who just massively hates Cristiano Ronaldo because he's a preening sort of egotistical maniac. I understand <laughs> that he is those things, but you he see, could, a little bit yourself in it. Yeah, well, quite. Exactly. <laughs> he, he, he clearly works really hard in training. He clearly pushes himself to be the best he can be, and his statistics are phenomenal. But on the flip side to that, he makes those comments he makes after the game against Iceland, and you can't yeah. imagine someone like Alexis Sanchez saying that. No. Absolutely. But, but, uh, Portugal were almost Portugal starring Cristiano Ronaldo. Quite. And yeah. After the game, we were, Queen and Adam Lambert. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. After the game, we were talking about um, Ronaldo kicking off at something, uh, and I couldn't work out what it was. And you explained to me, Pete, that he was angry at the referee because he had cannoned a shot into the wall, turned his back in frustration. The ball had hit him in the back, <laughs> and he thought. Someone had fouled him. Well, that, was, that <laughs> was just absurd. Well, that was the final whistle. Though. Yeah, but still, though, it shows you the petulance of the man. Well, because I, Ronaldo, he's, though, you know, he's developed into one of the best players in the world. Clearly, he's, he, he, he's added a maturity to his game that wasn't always there. There was a, this endless petulance that we kind of forget now. But now, when the stakes are high, you're seeing that it's come back. Full circle. Yeah. Well, it, he's really sort of cementing his uh, his legacy in the things that he says in post match and at the you know Ballon d'Or stuff like that. It, it's not that out your game, mate. You've got you, you're a long time retired, mate. Don't be a dick. Yeah, but what yeah. is about, about Iceland was that I mean it was absolutely ridiculous it, it was ridiculous <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy to defend to defend the guy who's frustrated because he's you know, not got the result he wanted or whatever but there's no way to interpret those comments as any other than just being anything else being ridiculous I mean, yeah. he, the way he saw Iceland they celebrated like they won the tournament it's so unbelievably massive for them to even be at the tournament. Yeah, so you'd have to be complete. you'd have to be you know Scrooge to what not say what, what, what do you say to Portugal what have you done internationally yeah, quite you know, in the last ten years, it's yeah. just—it's a difficult thing, though, isn't it? Because Ronaldo, he's always going to be interviewed immediately after the match, and he does have this this kind of personality to him, where he's he's gonna he's gonna take things like that badly. And <clears throat> for all of us, you could say, all right, just keep yourself away from it. If you know that you've got that kind of character in you, just just keep your head down, be quiet. But he's got the whole world going. What do you think, Cristiano? What do you think? And but I know Jim, you the have point to be is, more mature. No one tells still. him what to do, do they? That's the point. Well, maybe, so maybe. they're talking about uh, well, maybe whether or not he should have been subbed off. It's, it's, you live in a dream world. Yeah, there's, well, no, there's no way. He has to pay attention to anyone other than himself in anything he does. So mm. that's why that's that's the father of these mm. types of comments because he's got no one around him. My, my, my mate um, Ed sort of said that the only time a Hollywood actor gets told off is when they're on set and they're handling a, a firearm. Yeah, okay. because they're the only people, the people who control the firearms, are the only ones who sort of say, "You effing well, just sort your shit." Give Ronaldo you know, a gun. So, <laughs> so what saying. I'm saying is, give him uh, a gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Iceland had a gun. 
Good arson. Mm. Um, although there nice. was, a, yeah, I'm, I'm desperately trying to look. Uh, they only had one Gunnarsson. Mm. There were no two Gunnars in that side. Okay, so. well, I appreciate your endeavour. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that but, sounds like you were sacking him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, I, time for us to part. I think <laughs> I can do what I want unless yeah. I start talking about Gunnars. He's like Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh yeah, but, but the reason the reason why I said that Ronaldo is a hindrance to his team on that kind of form, they had a free kick in a couple of uh, promising areas. And Ronaldo was shooting for them. Now, OK, I know Bale scored against England, fine. But he'd already missed a couple. To me, put that ball in the box. You've got Pepe and one or two others in there. You're more likely to score that way. And when Ronaldo's me, 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 and I've, I've got no doubt that he's got his eye on that record that Platini has of nine goals in the Euros. That is more... Well, OK, I understand that if Ronaldo plays well and scores lots of goals, Portugal benefit. I get that. Yeah. But I wonder. I would have said that that record is more important than Portugal doing well. To him, it, probably, it possibly would be. He has the temperament of a, of a number nine striker, but he doesn't play in that position, so he's useless. <laughs> Pretty, like, <laughs> Ronaldo frequently. is useless. There we are. <laughs> and we'll, we'll uh, move on. But elsewhere in that group, the Hungarians uh, were, were in dreamland against <laughs> Austria. I mean, many a hipster's choice uh, for Dark Horse <laughs> Austria. But Hungary, I mean, th- they haven't been at a tournament for ages. And uh, the, the guy up front, um, Saloy, I think it's pronounced, something like that, gets his first goal since December 2014, mm. which well, was I against... That was, was that also for club? Not just no, no, club no, that free. was against Faroe Islands. It was for the club. Well, I, th- the... I think he'd had a long drought at club level as well. Oh, had he? Which is astounding. No, it's not astounding looking at him play. <laughs> what a finish! <laughs> lovely, <laughs> it, was, it was a lovely one too. Finish, yeah. The got... second goal was a lovely finish as well. The second yeah. one was one of my favourite goals, a proper yeah. dink. Yeah. He went oh. through. He said, it, this is a great thing about t- international tournaments, is that now this sets Iceland play hungry next mm. um, and they've both had great results great positive results to start the tournament with um, and it, it turns all, all of a sudden the game that you would look at and go oh, I don't know if I fancy watching that now yeah. it looks like a really good one I mean Iceland are 8-5 to five to beat Hungary with bet 365 so £10 on that will return you £26 including your stake and Having watched Iceland against Portugal, well, they might have a chance. But yeah. Hungary surprised everyone against Austria, who looked, by the way, just insipid. They, they really they, did. They were really under underperforming. You worry yeah, if you're Austrian. At the same time, one of the brilliant things about tournaments like this is that we know that they're better than that. You know, the, the players they've got in that side, we, we know they have the potential to be better than that. So that's you know, there's still a chance that this group could really explode and actually be a really surprisingly competitive. One. No, I, thought oh, it, I, I thought love it was, football. I thought it was glorious. <laughs> Gabor Kirai, the oldest player at the tournament, oh. with a clean sheet. And he looks every moment of that forty years, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Like Wearing those heavy grey jogging bottoms. Two years by that point. They're not even good tracksuit bottoms. No, no. If you're going to wear tracksuit bottoms as a keeper, there are so many more options. He's had the no. I'm wearing these. The great thing about that is, with all this sort of advances in like modern apparel, (laughs) like if if it starts raining, he's in trouble. Yeah, he can't move with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. If he was against Northern Ireland, my goodness, that was an interesting way of saying apparel, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you got back. I just confused myself. I went with it. We're the ones who've been drinking. <laughs> Karai in uh, in English means king. Love that. Fitting. Love that. Mm. He does. He looks. Karai almost... in Japanese means um, dislikable. Dislikable king. <laughs> <laughs> dislikable tracksuit bomb. <laughs> dislikable dog. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Uh, also, I found out that Ferenc Pushkash. Pushkash. Uh, the name, the surname Pushkas, it's kind of it's it's difficult to translate, but it's kind of like gunsmith or uh, or, or, or sp- not sp- uh, a gun, more like rifle. So it's kind of like uh, Frank Rifleman or Frank sort of nice. gunsmith. Like Frank Gunnar, <laughs> no way, yeah. Nice. There's your two Gunnars. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pushkas didn't play. I mean, he's not playing. No. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
But what, it was brilliant, Vargo. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and uh, it, as you say, Lou, you now look forward to games which you didn't think that you might do. Well, the great the thing about tournaments, I mean, we tend to forget this every single time because it's such a different, uh, well, such a long time between tournaments, rather. That after the first run of games, it's very difficult to know. What what sort of te- mm. teams are good and which ones aren't? Because if, if if a team like so, like I said to you before, England draw against Russia. Now we've seen Russia play against Slovakia; they were poor. So now we can sort of establish that Russia are a poor side. But if they had beaten Slovakia fairly easily, you'd mm. be like, well, that's a good point for England. But now we're seeing the second round of games. Mm. We're starting to know who the contenders are, who the surprise yeah. packages are, which teams are going to perhaps go a bit further. It's, than it's we the thought. likes of Austria and, and Portugal. You're looking to there, but you remember in was it 2004? No. Which World Cup was it? Maybe 2006, when the Czechs had a great start, and I think yeah. they won 3-0, maybe. Right. And they looked really good, but they didn't end up getting out of the group. Mm, yeah. And a lot of people think, thinking, oh, hang on, these could do First round well, is very, very... Maybe it was 2002, I forget which. Very often, the first round is essentially meaningless. You just don't really want to be on the end of a big defeat, mm. uh, and then you can start to move into the tournament. Yeah. It is refreshing, as well, that in the age of every single... Pretty much every professional player on earth being being available to view on the internet. Yeah. Teams can still surprise you. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's brilliant. Because mm. no, cool. you don't know what sort of camp they've had, what sort of um, what sort of a preparation they've had, and what the mood is mm-hmm. like in the, in the But it's worth pointing out, I know we're sort of only halfway through the second round of games at the moment, but in the third round of games, the teams play at the same time. Yeah. Because of potential corruption and stuff like that so of you've course. got to choose which game you want to watch I'll be watching England Slovakia not Russia Wales potential corruption yeah. <laughs> which one are you going to watch Pete uh, picture in picture got a special oh, telly yeah. <laughs> you get two tellies on the go <laughs> two tellies my, ex- my, ex- my experience of that is that you never re- you don't end up watching either no really. was it Bielsa who says he always who's the one who watches, yeah, Bielsa, yeah. Bielsa, yeah, he, watches he watches two it. games because he, he just he look, he's trained himself to, to watch for the shapes lots of people think he's the, the most fascinating um, interesting and, and um, progressive coach in the world I think he's possibly the most boring Boring man in the world. <laughs> oh, got, got two the, tellies, though, so what, yours. He's got two tellies and apparently the largest selection of football VHS videos in the world. That's two, right, yeah. Obsolete now. You don't, yeah, you don't you can you, keep that on a hard drive. You don't want to be spending time with that man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have wow. the option. I do not have the option. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be decent. There are some good games coming up. Let's move on to our bet of the show, Luke. Yes, well, the bet of the show, last show, obviously. Garnered us a winner. And garnered us £187.50 for Prostate Cancer England UK. England doing this. it for charity. If you, if you don't remember, the, the bet was both teams to score and England to win in the Wales game, and they did that at 11 to 4. So, yeah, like I say, £187.50 to Prostate Cancer UK. So mm. that's good. And the bet of the show this time around is Shane Long to score at any time against Belgium, who looked disappointing against Italy. Yeah, uh-huh. And Shane Long is busy. He is busy. <laughs> so £50 um, with better 365 returns £170, including stakes. It's 12 to 5 for him to score at any time. Um, but please remember, you must be over the age of 18 to bet and uh, resp- uh, gamble responsibly, of course. And for more information on responsible gambling, go Gamble- to gambleaware.co.uk. We'll get that right one day. Yeah. <laughs> gamble. Um, right. But what do you think of the Ireland Belgium? I think um, I think they've got a chance. I do, yeah. I think Belgium looked all at sea against Italy. And, and yeah. it's good for, for Ireland that Belgium need a win. We've talked about this sort of cat and mouse approach, didn't we, mm. with regards to England and Wales, but also some other other fixtures. And Belgium, there is an awful lot of pressure on yeah, them. And, and it's not the first time they've frozen under that expectation. Certainly either. not, Jim. Certainly not. And uh, I, I think that Ireland, they've, they, they know their capabilities, they know their, their limitations, but what they're good at as well. They nearly got it right against Sweden. That for the first kind of hour or so, they were the better side. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll, they'll go into that game against Belgium thinking, do you know what, we, we, we can do something here. Belgium didn't look... I mean, was, I, I'm, te- I'm almost <clears throat> loath to say this, but they almost didn't look interested against Italy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was it's, a very, very strange true, performance. Yeah. They played 
just played within themselves. Italy, the ultimate pros. I mean, I know there was the, yeah. that 2010 when they were really disappointing. Yeah. And 2014 as well, actually. But, but generally speaking, they're the ultimate pros at tournaments. Yeah, and also, as, as the, new kid on the new kid on the block, the last team you want to open against is unfancied Italy. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing you want. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Italy, though, the way they celebrated the second one, they've got a good team spirit yeah. because I'd imagine they probably view Antonio Conte like a drill sergeant. And you know how like a yeah. drill sergeant is so harsh, yeah. tries, they try to unite all the, all the privates and whatnot. I don't know what my major <laughs> malfunction is. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Italy in the first game of a tournament, it's like creeping around a really noisy haunted house trying to not wake a sleeping giant. Everything <laughs> <laughs> you touch like yeah. creaks really loudly. England found out in 2014. You're knocking glasses yeah. off the shelves and everything. They're gesticulating yeah. all over the floor as they like, <laughs> smash. Yeah. 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 Team spirit is good and that spirit is grappa. Yeah. An <laughs> angry drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but should we have some highlights, Luke? Uh, yeah, do you want to do highlights or do you want to do emails first, Pete? What do you want to do? Uh, Let's do an email, Peter. All I've right. Got, I've got some highlights here, but I can do them afterwards. There's a few of them. Uh, Tom from Preston says, I'm from Preston. Uh, Laura's custard remark is, you know, I've never heard that um, term before. Oh, I've, got a, I've got a development on that. So okay. I, I, don't know, I mean, I'll, I'll put it out there just to be part of the okay. conversation, but I think someone... Was, we should say that was when Mark Lawrence said he went down like custard. Yeah, but then someone said to me, did he not say he went down like custard, as in general custard? But that also uh, doesn't make yeah. sense because custard took ages to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, effectively... You could apply it to anything that is subject to the laws of gravity. Yeah. Is that mm. what Laura was going I, I think we can establish the fact and, and maybe put this to bed now by saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Either way. Uh, Tom says, Hi, chaps. My highlight of the week has to be the Herculean uh, efforts of the Icelandic defence against Portugal, along with the countless com- commentary references to their population size. Uh, my favourite of these came with the proverbial Icelandic bus firmly parked in the final minutes when someone pointed out on Twitter that Iceland had 0.33% of their population behind the ball. That is <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. That is sensational. <laughs> to put that in that's context, great. that's the same as having England one thousand, uh, England having 1,749 men defending. Astoundingly, sometimes even four seems a big ask, to be I quite saw, I saw a picture of a, one of the ends behind the goal with the Iceland fans in it, and, a, and the, the line on these saying, 3% of Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of uh, updates on the uh, forum. Gratulations to Matt Fool on the forum. He's tearing up the Laurel prediction game. He's destroying the rest of the uh, forum. Oh, wow. uh, Fraser sent us in a Craigie Brune update. Uh, he's been Seen. He's been spotted uh, doing a bit of PR for Aberdeen Pies. So there we go. They've, they've got a new that. pie supplier. That's what he should be doing. And there's a lovely press shot of Craigie Broom with the tray of pies. Lovely oh, old got, job. I've got a Craigie Broom highlight as well coming okay. up. So okay. stay tuned for that. Oh, um, well, uh, well, the final email. I'm a little bit obsessed. I'm trying to figure out what the hell it is. It's from a man called Gwentha Goffar. And the email goes like this Hey, I follow your site since I play football because it has style. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got one question, and even if you're always up to date, I reckon you haven't mentioned anything about this kind of sock in the attached photos, did you? <laughs> Just have no idea what it is about, what brand it is and where you could buy it. It's definitely not true socks, but also not part of the half stockings because it was cut up. Can you help me? And he's attached a picture of an artifice in a full kit. And then five days later, he sends another one saying, Hey, just seen these socks even at European Championships in France. A Swiss player was wearing them. Could be the full grip from Falker. Do you know where I can buy it? And then he sends a picture of uh, uh, Seferovic for uh, Switzerland in his socks and then a link to a sock website, Falker. <laughs> I'm waiting for the third. Hang on, he's, Sorry, he's asking us where we can buy things. That no, he's, he's very interested in socks. socks. He's asking us for help. I, I think help he's, selecting and finding I, socks. I think he's helping himself through us. <laughs> what, do you think he's a sock uh, merchant? I don't know, but uh, we can't help. We, I've no idea how sock, I would oh, go about that. No. Sock, sock it to him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just a lot of sock chat on the, uh, on the emails this week. But thank you for that. Uh, maybe he's helping us and we don't know about it. Yeah, I, mm. I doubt that. Mm. Um, anyway, Luke, some cheers. Please, please. <laughs> Gwentha, if you do want to 
uh, <laughs> give us another one. Shaw yeah. at thefootballramble.com. Um, I've got some highlights here. Please. Um, I've given Wales fans a pass. If they want to download the show but not actually listen all the way through, I understand mm. that. Mm. But, yeah, but, 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 so there's not many Wales people getting in touch with highlights on the Facebook Wales, page. Wales people. Wales people. Wales people. <laughs> um, <laughs> whale people. My um, kind of Wales people. Yeah, um, Joshua Harry Michael said, my highlight was hugging a bloke I can't stand from HR after the Sturridge winner. <laughs> because football brings us all together. That's what football do to you. <laughs> He's put that on Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag, you're still a prick, Gavin. To which James Blunt, uh, James Blunt, he wasn't involved. Yeah. James Bunce replied saying he definitely drew a penis on your back. <laughs> uh, Mike Parsons says the moment of realisation that England are going to win the Euros following a last-minute injury time winner against a side featuring players from the likes of MK Dons, Reading, and Gillingham. <laughs> um, what else have I got here? Stephen McKenzie says I met Wee Craigie Brune at a oh. comedy show in Newcastle in which he was appearing. Sounds unlikely. Um, <laughs> I mentioned you by name, to which he rolled his eyes, shook his head, and walked off. Spells he has left his mark. That's not. <laughs> It's not true, is it? No, it's no, definitely not true. It's a Craig Brown thing. So I've met Craig Brown. We had a lovely old time. Mm. Um, and I'll leave that there. I think that's pretty <laughs> much it. Um, Did you get off with Craig Brown? Thank you, Vienna. That's all I'll um, say. Tom Lyon says, um, Guy Mowbray threatening to separate Martin Keown and Robbie Savage by coming between them, even if that means he'll have to open up both ears to the sluice of patients testing diarrhoea foaming from the mouth of our least favourite summarisers. <laughs> they were terrible. Oh, that, I mean, I'd be annoyed if I was Welsh, to be honest. I haven't listened to that well, you're crap. Welsh. Oh, I'm not no, Welsh now. I'm not Welsh now. Um, Andrew Brown, I'll finish off with Andrew Brown saying, Gary Neville joining in the goal celebration like the PE teacher that wishes he was still part of the team. Oh, Quickly no. realising he's, he's in a tracksuit that's far too tight for a man of his age. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to crush Deli Alley. He was, wasn't he? Do, you know, do you know who's in really good, Nick? Um, Roy Kane. Roy Kane, yeah. he's, he's not put you'd, anywhere to the Spencer's Splendors. You'd that, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah but you'd yeah, imagine but if he did put a bit of fat on, he would just look at it and the fat would just yeah. disappear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, that amount of quiet fury is basically constant exercise. Yeah. 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 Think yeah. of the calories he burns just, just, uh, just thinking. Just, <laughs> just his stomach constantly tensing. <laughs> oh, actually, I should probably finish off with... I completely forgot about this, but I've just noticed <laughs> it here. Um, I should finish off with... Um, Literally, a highlight from John O'Shea. I, I, I presume it's not jo- the actual John O'Shea. No, he can't work. Saying um, Ray, Ray Wilkins was on Talk Sport yesterday for the Romania game, and he was clearly drunk. <laughs> That's, that's a big legal shout, isn't some, it? Some of the, one for the lawyers. <laughs> one for um, the lawyers, that one. Some of the beauties he came out with while previewing the England-Wales game were as follows. Chris Coleman is a proper bloke and I love him to pieces. <laughs> Definitely. Put everyone up front and attack Wales. This is not an international game, it's a Premier League game. Um, I don't give much to formations. It's 11 blokes against 11 blokes. Just get out there and play. <laughs> oh, sorry, he didn't sound drunk. The things he was saying made him sound yeah. drunk. Just reducing the whole football media industry to like two <laughs> sound like 22 millionaires kicking an inflated... Thing around, doesn't yeah. it? It's yeah. just, it just reminds you of that headline um, in one of the Italian papers, I think it was, after the England Ireland game in 1990, their, their opening game of the 1990 World Cup. Now, obviously, the Italians have got this wrong because the Republic of Ireland is emphatically not in the UK, mm. but the headline was, uh, No football, please, we're British. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> nice. Yeah, very, very, uh, very good. Uh, a highlight, of course, Yogi Love apologising for the scratch and sniff, saying it was adrenaline and concentration. <laughs> Yeah. Is that what he found down yeah. there? <laughs> That's what he got Is from that it. What it smelled like. <laughs> I mean, presumably they have, they have a PR team. That's the best they can come yeah. up with. He's to be fair, though, at least he's like, he went, yeah, sorry, but I was disgusting. And then he, <laughs> he I on, am a garbage human. And then he went on to say, I will try to behave differently in the future. Look, what more of a guarantee? Yeah. Just don't pick your ass and smell it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it shouldn't be as simple as that, but it really is. <laughs> 
any more for any more. Oh, that's all from me. Mm. Uh, well, thanks for listening uh, to the Football Ramble Euro, sponsored by Bet365. We will be back on Sunday, of course, after more Euro games. Uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. See you later. And a goodbye from me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 